Kia ora. Hello. I cannot believe I am finally sitting down to record this podcast. I'm Kate Hursthouse. I am an artist, I'm a single mother, and I'm the host of the Creative Mother podcast. And I'm talking to you today from my backyard studio in the city of Tamaki Makaurau, Auckland, in Aotearoa, New Zealand. So thank you for joining me on this journey and starting here at the very beginning. I want to begin with a quote by the fabulous Brene Brown, who said, One day you will tell your story of how you overcame what you went through and it will be someone else's survival guide. And in this first episode, I'm going to share my story and a little bit about why I decided to create this podcast. Because this podcast has been something I have wanted to do since the very early days of becoming a mum, when I'd walk the streets with Arlo listening to podcasts to pass the time. And three years later, I'm super excited to be turning this dream into a reality. So I think we could all agree that being creative takes a huge amount of time and patience and it takes space to think and space to create. Yet motherhood is this all-consuming but really quite beautiful thing that often does not allow for much of that time and space. The mundane computer work I can deal with, but coming up with creative concepts when I'm completely exhausted often feels like an impossible task. So the question that I've been asking myself probably daily is how do we continue to be creative and produce creative work all while raising children? And I hope to answer this in the upcoming episodes where I'm going to be interviewing other creative mothers about the impact of motherhood on their creativity and business. And I really hope these stories can provide us with a little bit of a survival guide as they talk about how they managed to juggle these two things. So I'm an artist, but I also am or have been an illustrator, designer, calligrapher, muralist, creative business owner and teacher. And most importantly, I'm a mother to a very energetic, smart and funny three-year-old called Arlo. And a year ago, in the middle of this pandemic, I became a single mother due to a relationship that fell apart because of mental health and addiction issues. And honestly, it has caused me a huge amount of grief and a huge amount of pain. But my art and my kid have been the two most important things for me during this time. I've run my own creative business since 2014. It's predominantly been graphic design and illustration based, and for a long time it had a strong focus on calligraphy and hand lettering. But reaching this point um, of actually saying that I'm an artist and fully knowing and embracing the fact that I'm an artist has taken me a very, very long time, like 18 years of long time, um, all the way kind of since the days that I spent in my high school art department at Rangitoto College. There have been a lot of shoulds, uh, a few wrong turns, a few plot twists, one baby, a global pandemic, and a separation for me to be able to confidently say I am an artist. I have always loved creating, drawing and painting. Um, I recently cleared out a bunch of stuff from my parents' house and I found all these things I'd designed and created as a kid, like my seventh birthday invitation, which was a witch party, and I'd drawn it and written the text or or witch-like, and then it had been photocopied onto yellow paper, and 
And I also designed and illustrated the program for my intermediate school play when I was about 11 or 12. So for as long as I can remember, I loved drawing and I loved the art department in every school that I went to. It was my absolute favorite place to be, especially in high school. I used to spend my lunch times, any free periods that we had at school, I would just be painting. But pursuing art as a career after high school wasn't really encouraged, um, maybe due to the lack of career opportunities. I don't really know, but the whole an arts degree won't make you any money was thrown around a lot, particularly by careers counsellors. And I was strongly encouraged to pursue architecture. Apparently that was the best of both worlds. You could draw and it was also practical. And I felt the general attitude at school amongst family, friends, where I grew up, how I grew up seemed to be you went to university, you stuck to your path, you got a career job, you did that job forever. And I didn't know any different. It is what you were told you should do. And my parents did that and I have friends who have done that. So shouldn't that be what I do as well? My path has definitely not been a straight line. And in fact, if I look at where I finally am in my career, I've literally come full circle to the days spent in the art department 18 years ago. But it's, it's been a really, really bumpy circle getting here. There have been so many shoulds, so many things I felt I should do. So two of them was you should go to uni and you should go to architecture school. I spent five years at architecture school and I knew I wanted to leave in year two, but I felt I had no way out. Honestly, looking back, architecture school was this really unhealthy environment. It was quite sexist. You were constantly being told you weren't good enough. And I just wish I had the confidence or understanding that that isn't an environment you should have to put up with if you don't love it. And I feel like I said that I didn't love it and I wasn't heard. And so I felt really stuck because it felt like once you were in a degree that long, you were meant to see it through to the end regardless of whether you loved it or not. And I was so obviously not meant to be an architect. I did really well at school because I've always been an overachieving perfectionist. Um, my presentations looked great, but I doubt that anything I designed had any structural integrity whatsoever. And then, funnily enough, after five years of hard work, my class graduated straight into the 2008 global financial crisis and I lost my graduate job and instead took off to Canada and the USA and went snowboarding and traveling and it was heaps more fun but it was always that feeling that I should there's that word again that I should do something with that degree that I spent five years achieving so I ended up in Melbourne where I worked as an architect for three years and honestly I hated it I barely picked up a pencil I spent a huge amount of time talking about toilets electrical wiring and air conditioning wishing that I was back in Canada or just anywhere else but then I started doing drawing classes at night school and I really loved drawing just like I had in high school and I just started to feel that if I enjoyed it so much, why couldn't I do that every day instead? And so I took what I like to call early retirement and I left my full-time salary paying job as an architect and went back to school to study design and illustration and I really enjoyed design school but looking back it's still very much felt like the safe or practical choice because it's like art but 
It has more rules and a more corporate end game. But it was here that I discovered the world of calligraphy and hand lettering. And while working as a corporate graphic designer, I developed these skills on the side, picking up freelance work along the way. And a really big turning point for me was when I took a dream trip to Italy in 2014. And while I was there, I did a week-long abstract calligraphy course in Arezzo, Tuscany with a calligrapher called Monica Dingo. And I ate pastries and I did calligraphy and art in this Renaissance-era studio with frescoes on the ceiling. And it was kind of like my version of the book Eat, Pray, Love, though it was more like eat, create art, eat (laughs) some more. It was amazing. It really sparked something in me. I love playing with inks and experimental tools, using my hands. And after working in this beautiful studio for a week, my perspective on what working life could be like had totally changed. Like, why had no one shown this to me before? Why had no one said, you could do this? So I decided that there was no way I could go back to working in an office nine to five in front of a computer. I wanted a studio and I wanted to create art. So when I got back to New Zealand, I said, I work for myself now. And I took the leap and I just jumped. Did not have much business planning or experience um, whatsoever. I don't know if I'd necessarily recommend that as the best thing to do, but I set up a mini studio space in the corner of my bedroom and I said yes to pretty much every job that came my way. And over the years I built up, you know, kind of a successful little creative business and it had a very strong focus on calligraphy and hand lettering and I taught calligraphy and hand lettering workshops and I've done branding work, commercial illustrations, commissions, murals. I got to travel to Europe to be in an exhibition in Munich and I worked for lots of great brands and companies. In the middle there, I got really sick for about a year, which actually had a huge impact on my ability to work. And then I finally had surgery on my knee to remove these benign tumors, which had taken forever to diagnose. So that felt like a bit of a setback in terms of my career, but it was while I was recovering from that that I was able to turn this side project I'd been working on into my first illustrated children's book called A Kaleidoscope of Butterflies and Other Such Collective Nouns, which is this really beautiful book. It's all hand-drawn with ink and watercolour and lettering, which um, emphasises the 26 animals in there, awesome and crazy, wacky collective nouns. So for five or so years, I was all about working and creating and building my creative business and traveling the world back in the days where we could travel. And I had a studio space at Studio One Toy Two in Ponsonby in Auckland. And I've always kept painting, but it's always been on the side of client work. I would work to my own schedule. I could work for hours on end whenever I wanted to, totally focused and uninterrupted until December 2018 when my wee guy Arlo arrived into this world and everything changed. That kid has been the biggest part of my life for the last three years. He is my tiny studio assistant. He has a presence in my studio. He likes hanging out in here though it's not always the most relaxing when a three-year-old is in your studio space. But it's fun. Becoming a mother really made me question who I was as a person, as a designer, as an artist, as a brand. I began questioning everything about my work, who I worked with and what I wanted to do. 
I felt if I was going to spend time away from Arlo that it had to be for something I really enjoyed. My time felt so precious. So I spent a lot of time thinking about what are my strengths, what am I actually good at, what should I be putting my time and energy into, and self-doubt and imposter syndrome read its ugly head big time. And there was so much comparison with other creatives who were seemed like they were jumping ahead in leaps and bounds while I was at home changing nappies. And I constantly was wondering just how you're meant to be a mum and work at the same time. It's almost a bit taboo to say this, but Arlo was a really great sleeper from a really early age. Until he started moving, I felt like I actually had a lot of spare time on my hands. And that change of pace from running your own business to being a full-time mum was quite unexpected. Because you're so busy as a mum looking after this little person and tending to their needs, but I wasn't particularly stimulated. And at times it felt like all the hard work I'd put into my business was going to waste cleaning up baby food and doing laundry all day. And at times I found it super isolating and quite lonely. I really didn't fit in with my coffee group. A few friends disappeared out of my life. Podcasts were a godsend and so was social media. When Arlo was seven months old, we went to Australia and I spoke at Typism Conference and shared some of my story. And the challenges of figuring out this work life, mum life. And I began sharing that more online and As I've done that, I've found this community of other creative mothers who related to what I was going through. And over the last few years, connecting with other creative mothers and hearing their stories and knowing that I'm not alone has been a huge source of comfort for me. And it's these conversations that made me want to create this podcast. I am hugely passionate about sharing these stories, knowing that they can encourage and inspire other creative mothers the way they have encouraged inspired me so even if we're from different cities or countries you know I I share jokes and stories via social media from time to time and I kind of feel like I have this virtual mum tribe of these amazing creative women and I kind of wish we could all meet up in person as I just think we'd have the nicest time so during that first year I would create if I could and little pockets of spare time I did take on a couple of freelance jobs that really appealed to me whenever my mum was able to look after Arlo. But I kind of felt like I'd lost a really important piece of me. And I also felt this kind of sense of urgency around the future of my business. I felt like having much less of a presence on social media meant people kind of forgot you existed and they stopped getting in contact about jobs and Living in Auckland and the reality of an Auckland mortgage and having to make this business work really weighed on my mind quite a bit. So I eased back into work, very unsure that the sort of work I had been doing was what I wanted to keep doing, but also very aware that I needed to make this business work again. But I came off maternity leave and basically headed straight into this global pandemic. So Life had other plans for me, it seems, and I think I can kind of thank COVID for making a decision for me in terms of the direction of my work because I lost a couple of big contracts when we went into the first big four-week COVID lockdown here in New Zealand, and after that, it was like crickets, and I don't know if 
or the marketing teams tighten up their budgets in the wake of all the uncertainty or it was just the timing of me having kind of been out of the workforce for a while being a mum but no one kind of seemed to want custom lettering in the same way they did before and I was finding it very hard to find work so I just started painting in the time that would previously have been dedicated to client work and at this stage I was still just part-time my mum has been amazing and looked after Arlo two days a week at that time and that was my time to be creative and I've always kind of kept painting on the side of my graphic design work but this was the first time I had given myself permission to focus solely on painting and it really emphasized to me that painting is my ultimate happy place it is where I feel calm it is where I feel the most content it brings me an immense amount of joy and honestly it's been like that since I lived in the art department in high school yet somehow it's taken me 18 years to actually fully embrace that and say this is what I need to be doing every day and painting has helped me enormously during these last few years which have been the absolute hardest years of my life because as this pandemic started taking over my relationship with Arlo's dad started falling apart and they say that alcoholism is a family disease and it crept into every crack in our family's facade and I almost destroyed myself trying to fix it and I'm still processing the trauma of what happened which will probably take a while. I watched the Netflix series Made last year and it mirrored back so much of what had happened to me. It's kind of the first time I'd really felt seen because the whole experience has at times been very lonely. I honestly can't recommend that show enough but it does need to come with a trigger warning because it's a lot. And since watching it, I've realized that I'm fundamentally no longer the same person I was, and I don't think I ever will be. Being a single mother is not what I imagined for myself or for Arlo, and I honestly feel like I've had no control over what's happened. It's been an incredibly painful experience, and um, yeah, yeah, it's changed me to my core. But painting has it's helped me to process the loss of the family life I thought that I'd have and the grief that came with that. And through my art, I'm intentionally working towards trying to find the beauty and the joy and the calm amongst the chaos because this world is crazy and we need as much beauty as we can get. In my art, it's felt like the one thing that I've had control over during this time and it pulled me out of a massive grief spiral and it provided me with calm and focus and clarity and joy, all of which has influenced my ability to be a mother and it's brought some much needed beauty and joy into our lives. So I'm a mother and I'm an artist and These are my two primary jobs and I often feel like both of these things and neither at the same time and I often feel split in two and I regularly feel like I'm doing neither job particularly well and the impact that becoming a mother and then a global pandemic and now becoming a single mother has had on my business in the last couple of years has been huge. I am exhausted all of the time. I am physically, mentally and emotionally drained from trying to keep my business afloat parent a small human and look after all of the household admin by myself 
And switching from mum mode to creative mode is possibly the most challenging part of my day. Like my brain feels like it has a million tabs open at once in two different browsers, one for my creative life and one for my parenting and home life. And I never feel like I get into a flow state anymore. So if you don't know, though if you are creative, I'm sure you do. Flow is a state of mind in which a person becomes fully immersed in activity. So it's when you're in the zone and you're fully focused and you're producing continuous work and it's this really beautiful place to be. And I produce my best work in this state. And it's so important for creativity. And I used to get into a flow state all the time. I, you know, I used to work late into my studio on Ponsonby because I'd be on a roll and I just didn't want to stop. And Now, because of the constant switching between mum mode and creative mode, I find this is basically something that never happens to me now. Everything always seems a little bit disjointed and everything stops and starts. And what I have come to accept is that there's only so much that you can do and keeping that creative spark alive each day, even if it is just for a little bit, is really, really important in the long run. And that... If you are producing creative work and it's really beautiful creative work, then it does not matter if your house is a mess because this world needs more creative souls who have full cups and are making beautiful creative work and it definitely does not need more domestic goddesses who are trying to keep their house clean all the time (laughs) because you can't have both, I have found. And recently, lettering artist Jessica Heesh summed up creative parenting so well when she said it's entirely possible to be a parent and have a solid great career but it's very difficult to do ambitious work while parenting little kids even with loads of childcare. the key as a parent is just making sure your creative pilot light never goes out the system is running on energy save for a while there'll be a time where you can crank it again and it's easier to turn it up if it's not entirely extinguished So I've tried to keep that pilot light on. I have little artist notes to self, which I remind myself of regularly, which I thought I might share with you because they might help you in some way. So the first one is just start. I honestly just do a little bit each day. One of the best things to happen is how productive I can be in short slots of time once I get going. So if I have two free hours and I get started, I am like a creative ninja. And I think mothers are the most hardworking and efficient people I know because of that ability. We know how precious our time is. And the next little note to self is trust the process. So don't focus on the outcome because it can be super disheartening when you don't feel like you're getting there fast enough. So just enjoy doing that little bit each day and seeing where it takes you. And the third note is embrace the ebbs and flows because sometimes life will allow you the space and time to create and other times you'll be stretched to capacity and so exhausted that you don't have a single thing left in you. And I think you just have to know that those times when you're so stretched are temporary, hopefully, and that to really make the most of those times when you do get the space and time to create. And number four is keep showing up. So don't let the hard parts derail you. So just keep showing up for yourself and your creativity a little bit each day. 
because like this world's crazy you know and i think sometimes you know the heaviness and life events and all sorts of things can can really set us back and it can have a huge blow to our confidence and i think by allowing that time for yourself each day to work on something that's true to who you are is is really important and the last one is don't compare because comparison is the thief of joy and i catch myself in this trap all the time and I just have to keep reminding myself, you know, that maybe that person who I'm comparing myself to, who seems so far ahead and so successful, maybe they've been painting for 10 to 15 years. They've refined their craft, their style. And, you know, most of the time they aren't a single mother. So I really have to put that into perspective because single mother life is crazy. You know, and they're on their journey and I'm on my journey and that's fine. So we're all on our own journey. So. Not comparing ourselves to someone else's journey is really important. So knowing that I'm not alone on this crazy ride continues to be a great source of comfort for me. And I know how important talking about this new way of life has been for me. I have connected with or follow an increasing number of incredible women who are also juggling the demands of being a mother and a creative. And I always want to know more about someone's story. I want to know how they have struggled and how they're getting through those struggles. And these are the stories I want to hear, you know, the stuff that's behind the curated Instagram feeds. And I think many other mothers want to hear this too. So that's why I've created this podcast and I'm really excited to share these interviews with you. My hope is that these conversations create a really open and honest space to talk about the impact of motherhood on women and creativity and business. And I hope the conversations inspire you to be able to grow and embrace your creativity all while being a mother and raising small children. So currently this project is completely self-funded and to get this project off the ground, we are running a Boosted campaign. Boosted is New Zealand's only crowdfunding platform that solely supports arts projects. It's a really great opportunity. We also get some backing from Auckland Council if we reach our target. And we're hoping to use this money to cover the production costs of getting these stories out there to continue to grow this community, raise awareness of these amazing women and what they're doing. So if you would like to support this podcast and get it off the ground, I will put the link in the show notes. If you head to Boosted, and you find the Creative Mother Project, you can put in a donation to help us reach the total. And that would honestly be so amazing. So we can keep making this podcast. I think that's all from me. I'm just really excited to get on with interviewing these amazing women and let them share their stories. So until our next creative conversation, you take care, okay? Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. You can find me, your host, on Instagram at Kate Hursthouse or at www.katehursthouse.com. And you can follow the podcast on Instagram at Creative Mother Podcast and find all the show notes and episodes at www.creativemotherpodcast.com. Please subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any of your favorite podcast channels to be notified of new episodes. 
please leave a review if you loved today's episode and share this podcast far and wide so we can keep growing this creative community.